Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM. There's a cat fight going on on my social media and everybody else's social media about this moment at the rugby on Saturday. Which, by the way, I thought was brilliant. There you go. Played the song yesterday as well to Marcus. There's a backlash against the song coming from all sides. And people are fighting among themselves now as to whether it was appropriate or not to sing it. Now, <laughs> clearly the 40,000 Irish fans in the Stade de France on Saturday night thought, yeah, let's go for it. It's been sung quite frequently at Thoman Park when Munster are playing. It also has been sung at the Gaelic Grounds in Limerick when the hurling team are playing. But Saturday night was probably the biggest audience a crowd ever got singing Zombie. I think he got, did someone say that was it sung when Munster won the league, the URC, earlier in the year? I think, it, I think it was. They won that in South Africa. But Tyg Hickey has weighed in now. And Tyg's comedy, he's done a lot of brilliant comedy on the divisions in the north. It's, it's one of the areas where Tyg is very funny and very insightful. Um, and he's touring at the moment with his new show, which is called the Marxist Terrorist Supporting Scumbag Tour, which comes on the back of the release of his book, A Portrait of the Piss Artist as a Young Man. But Tyg has been weighing into this discussion. He says it's a partitionist anthem and possibly not appropriate for singing at moments like this. I wouldn't want to put words in your mouth, though, uh, Tyg. Per- perfect partitionist anthem. Good morning. Win a pair of Apple AirPods with Quartz 96 FM. Just take our 10-minute music survey and you're in the draw. Tell us the tunes you'd listen to on repeat and what songs we should delete. Win your very own Apple AirPods. Give it a go right now. Find the link on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Or C96FM.ie Tyg, my sincere apologies, bye. My sincere apologies. Your thoughts on this whole zombie thing? Good morning. Good morning. Um, 
I'd like to say, first of all, anyway, that people can sing songs. And that's the whole thing with the Wolf Tones recently where, you know, there's a lot of hysteria about singing songs. So I'm not for a moment saying don't sing the song or, or ban the song. I suppose I have two points in it. The first is, like, I don't think it's an ideal anthem for, to, you know, an unofficial anthem for the four, the four provinces because I feel like the song... This is my interpretation of it, I suppose, and I, you know, I suppose other people have different interpretations. Mm. I think it fits very neatly into the southern perspective on the north, which is kind of like, you know, from a Limerick or Cork or Dublin perspective that wasn't really paying attention, and that had, you know, got a lot of, I would say, propaganda from RTE and the Indo, and the basic message was that we don't really know what's going on in the north, but it's it's embarrassing us. Would you stop it? And it has not really to do with us, but we know that Republicans are kind of to blame for it. That's, I'm not saying that's, you know, the thinking behind the song particularly, but it fits very well into that type of narrative that I feel I grew up with mm. um, in, in the south of Ireland. And my other point, and this is, I suppose, my main point really is that I think others are trying to weaponize it. Like I've seen other uh, journalists who I won't name uh, saying, you know, is this our anthem? This is the anti kind of Celtic symphony anthem. And mm. I think that's kind of dangerous because it's it's trying to create a kind of a culture war where like the idiots are kind of singing Celtic Symphony and, and up the ra and all this kind of stuff. And over here, the rugby fraternity like have a new, much more nuanced uh, anthem zombie, which it, it doesn't go in for all that. And it's kind of it's anti IRA. And I think the big thing across the two points I'm trying to make and the big thing across all this is that we're so fixated on the IRA. Like we're just it, it's, it's almost like they came out of a vacuum and that there was no one else part of the conflict. And that's the type of propaganda that I'm, yeah. I mean, me or any other Republican I, I can think of, or any rational person would say that what happened in Warrington was absolutely horrific and yeah. despicable. And I was going to go know, there with that for a second, Ty, because when yeah, you think about the circumstances absolutely. in which Dolores wrote this song and reputedly of course. wrote it in 20 minutes, she was like yeah. the rest of us. And I remember Warrington like it was yesterday, Tig, and yeah. being nauseous at the thought of what had been done in my name and yours. And I'm sure that's how Dolores felt when she sat down to write this song. It has become adopted, though I would have thought, as a song yeah. against all forms of senseless violence. That's my interpretation of Zombie. Yeah, yeah, and I think some people are interpreting it that way maybe that might be the the dominant interpretation i think people i've spoken to in the north and again i'm obviously not speaking for the north i'm just talking to people that i know up there and they wouldn't be republican they'd be they'd be nationalists they would feel like it's a it's a not complete picture and the song is representative of a southern perspective that wouldn't have the complete picture like me my own hobby like my pet hobby horse is that in the south when i was growing up i felt that we just i didn't understand the nature of the conflict because there was this black hole of information from kind of the foundation of the state mm -hmm. to 1969. I mean, I don't know. Do you do you agree with that? But I felt like the, we just didn't understand. I mean, I never heard about the collusion. I never heard about the pogroms. I didn't know what nationalists yeah, went yeah. through before the well, troubles, you know? I guess over the years, Tiger had the privilege of interviewing people like Martin McGuinness. I also interviewed yeah. Ian Paisley. And I read... That wonderfully talented young lady taken from us way too soon, Lyra McKee. Exactly. And every time you pick up a book or every time you talk to someone about the North, there's a different story that we hear. And you're right, we here in the South, 
we only get what we're being told in the moment. So we form our views based on what we're being told in the moment. And I know that when Dolores talked about zombie, it was at the, the horror of what had been done in Warrington. But I, there's something about the way the song is sung. You know, it's in your head, it's in your head. My interpretation, the central message of it is old thinking doesn't work anymore. We need to move forward from that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I think that's I think that's a fair enough interpretation of the song. And I certainly think it was coming from a good place and I'm not criticizing her and I'm mm. not criticizing her music. I just feel like it's um it's a kind of an incomplete picture and that ne- that's necessarily the case when somebody grew up in the jurisdiction that mm. we did grow up. And the main thing that I think that I'd be concerned about is, I mean, I don't know if you saw online, there's a lot of hysteria online, of course, mm. and, you know, people accusing you of, you know, if you if you tweet one way or the other, that, oh, you yeah. know, being reductionist, like you're either for the UVF or you're against the UVF and all this kind of nonsense. But I did notice that a lot of the Indo columnists and, say, loyalist activists are unanimous in their praise for this song because there's something uniquely anti-IRA about it from yes, a certain there is perspective, that, I think. There is that, and you, you're, you're completely correct in that. Do you know what's strange, though, is the sport to which it has become connected. Mm. It's an all-Ireland team. Our, our, our rugby team represents the 32 counties, and this song has become associated with it. Mm. I just feel like, and again, I don't want to speak for them, but you will have people from a unionist tradition, uh, particularly a loyalist tradition, that I think would be quite comfortable with that song being Mm. representative of of Irishness. You will have people from a nationalist background who won't necessarily be Republican, and I think it's important to to stress that. I'm not giving it the Shinner perspective. I'm talking about ordinary Mm. nationalists who would feel the song doesn't really kind of encapsulate the history before the, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that every song needs to do all that, but it just fits very snugly into the predominant Southern narrative, which I think forgets everything that happened before. It's part of this kind of culture wars thing that you get down South as well to kind of say, Oh, we have our new anthem. It's zombie. And uh, we can kind of, that's what we'll use now to, uh, to, to say that the, the riffraff are kind of singing the Celtic Symphony song because they don't know what they're talking about, where we are a little bit more nuanced over here. I think, that's, interest, I think that's It's dangerous. an interesting take, though. It is. I, how did you feel, lastly, Tyg? How did you feel when you heard the sound coming out of Stade de France? Well, I love Ireland and I love sport and I, you know, rugby's not my main game, but like my main feeling was like, oh my God, we're after beating the world champions. Like it's what a proud mm-hmm. moment for anyone in the country. But I suppose when that song came out, I was like, mm, I'm not sure how I feel about both the rugby fraternity, which would be traditionally a little bit more middle class, singing a song from a very, very middle class, um, I would say kind of partitionist perspective. I think it's rewriting history a little bit. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about the song. But at the end of the day, Ireland Ireland have won a match and they've beaten the world champions. And I think that should probably be the, the number one message, really. Probably should. Am I still invited on Thursday to the Upper House? <laughs> Man, I think we've come closer together there rather than falling out. <laughs> Ty, how are you doing for Thursday? Good man, yeah, really looking forward to it. Can't wait. I got a standing ovation in Ulster Hall there the other night, so I can't wait to bring the show to Cork. So whether you agree with me or not on Zombie, I'd just like to urge people to come to the Opera House on Thursday night. We'll see you there, fella. Thanks, Tig, as always. <laughs> Thanks a million, PJ. Cheers, buddy.
Cheers, Phila. That's a great tie, Hickey. Uh, of Cork, that man. Um, his t- I, I love the name of his tour and the name of his book. His tour is called The Marxist Terrorist Supporting Scumbag Tour. That's at the Opera House Thursday. And his book, Portrait of the Piss Artist as, as a Young Man. Love that. Do you agree with him? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at BlueNile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash ACAST. Is Zombie... uh, Is Zombie a song written from a Southern perspective about a Northern conflict that we didn't understand? Because I'll be honest with you, he is right when he says, as a kid growing up, certainly as a young man in my teens and early 20s when it was at its height above and I remember my dad God rest him served on the border in the very early days of the trouble up in a place called Scotstown he served up there for a little while and and he always said to me uh, the people of Northern Ireland are beautiful beautiful people and if you ever get an opportunity to get to know them do that um so I don't know but I still thought this was a golden moment. I really did. And who knows? We have Scotland in two weeks. Hopefully we'll sing it again that night. And then with all going according to plan, the All Blacks on October the 14th. Imagine the noise we'll make if we can beat them boys again. 0818969696. I'm now going to start blocking and muting me as social media because of the nonsense and people are screaming at one another on it. <laughs> I've completely backed out the conversation 36 hours ago and they're still fighting with each other. The tweet or the, yeah, the tweet, the post that I put up around the whole zombie thing at the weekend, um, having watched it for maybe close on 24 hours, was, I said, the zombie backlash seems mostly driven by people who've never actually listened to the song. 
And I say, this is my view entirely, Dolores was condemning all mindless violence. Same old theme since 1916 means to me that violence was senseless a hundred years ago. And it's still senseless. And I said, and I do, I consider the song to be a small work of art. And then I just literally acted like the fella who threw a chop into a room full of rabid dogs and lit them all at each other. And they're still at it. And they're not going to let it go. Mike, morning. Uh, good morning, PJ. Your thoughts, sir? Well, first of all, Daniel, we had a most amazing uh, game on Saturday. Wasn't it brilliant? Amazing victory. Wasn't it brilliant? It's been yeah. shadowed, but overshadowed by this controversy, which we have now, which I feel is media-driven, to be honest. Yeah? Um, yeah, absolutely. Like, the, the song really is no bearing on anything, as far as I can see. I know I'm not really that familiar with the song, to be honest, but we've seen it with Celtic Symphony, and we've seen it way back with Fairy Tale of New York at Christmas time. No, that song was written. If you take Fairy Tale New York, that was written. I think that was written nineteen eighty two. We were in different yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. we were in mm. different times. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't get it with these all this um, controversy about. Well, with regard to Fairy Tale New York, I'm sure it's only a few weeks now until we start playing it again. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I, I still play the original version, and absolutely. I wouldn't have the slightest change yeah. made to us. You know, but, absolutely. But with regard, I don't, I don't. I'm not too sure. I agree with you with regard to the media and zombie. Like zombie was started by the forty thousand Irish fans in the stadium. Yeah. Absolutely, but like it was ma- amazing, one of the best sporting occasions yeah. in history, and to be, to be overshadowed now by this, it's just it's the old context completely. I feel in yeah, totally okay. old context. Okay. I mean, I, you can be sure that uh, assuming and hoping that we beat Scotland uh, on the seventh of October, uh, they'll sing it again. And my goodness, if we get the All Blacks in a quarter final, and and should happen to put another one over on them, it'll be heard back here at home without the without yeah, the power we- of television. Well, you see what happened with Celtic Symphony. <laughs> what happened since, you know? Well, you know, I've, <laughs> you, you, you've probably heard Brian Warfield on here with me talking yeah. about that yeah. rather than shouting about it as, we, as, as he's yeah. had on other programs. We had yes, a conversation I'm about aware it. Of it. Yes, Do yes, you know? yes. Do you know? yes. All right, Mike, thank you for your point. And well made. 0818969696. Mike thinks that the whole zombie thing is a little bit media driven. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mary, your thoughts on it. Morning. Good morning. Gee, it's definitely media-driven. The whole, sorry, um, PJ, I don't think anybody can argue that the whole troubles in the North were media-driven with people getting entrenched on both sides by what they reported for being said. And mm. you know what I mean? Well, and in I fairness, just, as I agreed with, with, with Tyg well ago, I mean, when I was growing up, I remember my dad going off to serve on the border and I remember listening yeah. to the radio and, you know, at, even at that young age, reading the papers as best I could, I got what was served to me by the radio and the television exactly. and the papers. And, 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 you know, and when my dad came that, down, have, when my dad came home yeah. and brought it, gave it to me in, in, in words that a youngster could understand, remember my dad always said, the people of the North are beautiful, beautiful people. And they were riven yes, by this awful conflict. Yes, but we're also seeing it, Jerry girls. We're getting yeah, a perception right, on their right. turn. Like, and that is recent and that is award went, you know, and it is... You know, tar- it's very funny. It's thought-provoking. It's, yeah, very funny, you know, but with very, with very strong truths coming through it. Exactly, and that is reaching out to an audience of younger people. And you know what I mean? Like we, you know, you'd laugh at it, you'd nearly cry at it at other times. And you know, and I, I also said there to um, Fergal, I, I lived in Limerick for a while, and in fairness, I remember seeing a play there a night in November. Yeah. But Mark, and that gave me more insight into 
the north. And really, I suppose the huge problem in the north and, you know, is just the disparity or the sorry, the just the difference between the lived experiences of both sides yeah. of the mm. Community yeah. and you know what I mean, lack of integration. I I, I read after and, she died. I read uh, Lyra McKee's wonderful book of essays, and as a young person, having grown up after the ceasefire, the insight that jumped off the pages was an education to me. You know, but and you know the other rugby anthem, the fields of Athenry. What's that about? Well, that started in that started actually in 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 Tolman Park. Well, as did Zombie, but that started. Oh, in I Tolman, know. But yeah. aside from that, but what is the song about? Oh, I know. About yeah. the English oppression and people stealing and being shipped off to, yeah. you know, the ends of the earth. Yeah. And what's what's the um, the English rugby song? Swing low, sweet Swing chariot. Low, sweet chariot That's yeah. The slave trade. Yes, 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 yes. That's a, that's about the slave trade, like yes. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just so, like you know, they're all poli- like they all have their roots in history, and you know, you can say they're great songs, and you can say whatever. You know what I mean? But you know, they're being sung. Who understands the meaning yeah. of "Swing Low, Sweet Chariot"? Yeah, I know. What did you What did you think when you heard it being sung in Paris on Saturday night? I actually was very... I actually... Do you know my first impression? That sounds very tuneful. <laughs> because it's not a particular... That's, that was all I said. My God, right, that actually sounds very well, is what yeah, I was... Yeah, yeah, and that yeah, was my only... Yeah. Among, among a crowd of rugby supporters who'd probably been imbibing since about 7 o'clock that morning. <laughs> that's what I mean. I kind of said, gee, you know what I mean? They're, they're I giving that holly, you know? And that was... Kind of, but I'm just angry at everybody kind of saying that they own the right to say what's been sung or not been yeah. sung or should be said. Yeah, Nobody yeah. owns that. Yeah, you and interpretation, have, interpretation exactly, is open to the you know individual. What I mean? yeah. and, and I think, you know what I mean, we, I suppose, don't, would you go on holiday, like we've all been affected by the troubles, like insofar as, would you go on holidays to a country where there was that level of violence a couple of hundred kilometers away. I you take your point. I you take your I mean? point. We were all uh, like two of the most I, I, two of the most interesting holidays I ever spent, Mary, were during the pandemic where on the two years we couldn't fly. Um I went to the north and I spent yeah. as my dad had advised me years ago, spend time there. Meet the people. Talk to the people, yeah. and I met beautiful people and lovely people the, who were so, so thrilled so nice. to see us coming. The the only thing is, PJ, and I went there, and I expected I went there post ceasefire. I was never there before the ceasefire, and I thought everything would be fine. Yeah, it's not. There's a lot of that tension up there still. It's not. There's a lot of tension huge. up there still. I was I was very uneasy. I will have to say. Yeah. In the, especially in Belfast. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to Belfast actually in like December. Kind of thing, you know. The I'm going to Belfast in December. We're going up to the Christmas yeah. market up to the family, and we were careful where we picked the hotel. Yeah, and you yeah. know the flags. I found them very intimidating. Yeah, yeah, you it know? can be. But the thing is, Peter, they, they're giving out about us and singing. They allow them all this marching that's still going on up there. In fairness, what's that all about? Oh, I know. We can't, sing, we can't sing up and they can march down roads and celebrate, you know, 
and, and burning effigies no, of people. No, no it makes no it, sense. Yes, some I of can. it. I mean, and and I think sorry. the thing is very. I think the point, the point Tyg is making, and it's a valid point. And I remember talking to Martin McGuinness about this, and indeed in his own time talking to Ian Paisley about these deep-seated feelings. And the message I got, but, particularly from Martin, yeah. until you lived it, you don't get it. But did you see the late late show on Friday? Like what people in the north, and it seems to be a real thing that. You know, and at the end of that play, like the Northern Ireland Protestant guy kind of said, you know, I am an Irishman is the last line of that play. Yeah. And to all the world, to all the rest of the world, the people in Northern Ireland are Irish. Mm. The English think of them as Irish. You can, you heard your, um, James Nesbitt, was it? I did, yeah, yeah. When, when they go to England, they're regarded as Irish. That's true. That's true. And actually, that was an interesting interview yes. with, with Nesbitt on, on Friday night. Mary, thank you. Good conversation. Now, Tricia, Hub, Hubby was at the match. So what happened? How are you? Hello? Oh, she's gone. She's gone. We'll try and get her back there, lads, if we can. 0818-96-96-96. It doubt now does appear that the... the um, the thing was played on the PA, then and then it was taken up by the crowd, and then faded out on the PA, on the PA until the crowd decided to give it holly. Uh, going right back to Tyg Hickey, where this conversation started at five past nine, and Tyg was making the point that maybe it wasn't the best choice of song, and it was might be written from a southerner's point of view, and maybe not taking into account the real lived experience of people in the north which is a fair point. It's a fair criticism. Dolores was from, from Limerick. She wrote it from a point of view of how we perceive the North down here, and that's a very fair point. Brendan says, Re-Tai-Kiki, there's no place, no such place as the South. It's the Republic of Ireland. Okay. Thanks, Brendan. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. Right, Tricia, we got gotcha. you. Was the hobby Sorry. there? He was. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. He um he got the train Saturday morning and back Sunday night. But over on the euro on the euro train, yeah. Oh yeah. Really? Okay. Okay. And yeah. How, so it, so how did that go for him? Oh, fabulous! You know, Kings Cross straight to Gardenore and hop on the metro then for wherever you need to go. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. But he was, I was saying to him about all the kerfuffle about the song. Yeah. And he said, it just came on and everyone just started singing along. Of course they did. Yeah. You know, there was, there was a South African woman next to him. I keep hearing about this South African woman. I need to find more about her. But um, <laughs> he said she was singing along. It was a song. Yeah. You know? Well, it was a worldwide game, hit, you know? You know, and Ireland had just won. I mean, they got battered, both sides battering each other. They did it. You know, whatever else happens after this, they did that game. Yeah. Just be, you know, cheer, cheer it on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. It was, it, isn't that something that you just said there, Trish, that's so fantastic? And it's the same about the, it's the same with the GEA, to be, to be fair. But... You know the the the, the bitterest rivalries in, in in rugby, you know Ireland and the South African. You know the, the world number one against the defending world champions, and there's your husband standing next to South African fans, laughing, yeah. joking, and enjoying the party. Isn't exactly. that brilliant? Exactly, and it's the same wherever you go in 
any of the Six Nations or anything like that, you're next to opposing team. You can do it in football. No, you could but, not. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. I remember no, no. I was at the, the Miracle Match down in, in Musgrave Park all those years, or not Musgrave Park, in Tolman Park all those years ago, the famous Munster-Gloucester match. Yeah. And there was Munster and Gloucester fans just hugging each other at full time after a fantastic sporting occasion. Because it's, um, what do they say? It's, um, it's a folks game played by intelligent people. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I get the quote for you. They say rugby is a thugs game played by gentlemen, whereas football is, is a gentleman's, gentleman's game, game, game played by thugs. <laughs> yeah, or words to that effect. Uh, yeah. Words to and that effect. so true. And it's so true. But he said, it was great. The only thing, half time, no beer. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's going to the Scotland game, so he knows to stock up. Yeah. Well, before think, half time. I, I, su- I suppose if they're going to get them back, 70 or 80,000 people back into their seats after it's only about a 10 minute break. You, you, yeah, and, and it's so he, important that the nothing. television coverage is Wine or anything. But you know, in a rugby game, you've been to these big grounds, there's always someone needing a wee in the game. You know, you've always got to get off and move <laughs> at, at some point. You know, men and beer, come on. It's true. It's. I was at Ireland versus Wales in the Aviva with my daughter a couple of years back now. And the minute we sat down, she goes, All oh. right, Dad, bar is there. And toilet. She'd been there before, but in, in this particular part of the stadium, she said, because her, one of her mates works there, she said, bar is there, Dad. Toilet is there. <laughs> <laughs> you can. We're going next February. So you, it's the only ground he hasn't been to in the Six Nations. So we're going next February. So you can draw me a map <laughs> where, right. where the loos are because he'll just definitely need them. But, you know, it was a brilliant win. Yeah. It was, you know, enjoy it. And, I mean, if you see some of the social media pictures of all the teams that are off this week. They're out with their families, they're yeah. in Euro Disney, they're having date nights. They're not worried about zombie. Ain't that the truth? You know? Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Enjoy the moment and hopefully there'll be more of them. Trisha, thanks. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. And it's true. Look, we won nothing. We've won nothing. It was a pool game. It was a it's a game that and they were both saying did you notice that? They were both saying on Saturday night we could meet again. And we could. We could meet again. We might have to play them fellas again, you know, uh, if we're to bring home or have a hope of bringing home the Webb Ellis trophy. Uh, that <laughs> fills me with fear even thinking about it. Oh eight one eight ninety six ninety six ninety six. By the way, I did see something also, and it was very nasty and very cruel. Um, they were saying, well, when Ireland are going out in the quarterfinal, all this thing will blow aside. Do you know what? We're frightened enough about the prospect of a quarter final without that nonsense. Yes, we have to beat Scotland to make 100% sure. Well, no, I think we're true. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Scotland's an important game. We've got to go out there and perform against Scotland. Then probably the All Blacks in the quarter final. Trust me when I tell you, we rugby fans are frightened enough about that prospect of a quarter final. A quarter final against the flipping Dolphin B team would worry us given our previous record quarter-final level in the World Cup. But, but there you go, I'm getting sidetracked. Paul, you're on the radio. Good morning to you. What do you want to say about that? I just, you know, I just, it works with what they're saying to Fergal there. Everybody is out today to take the good out of everyone. 
Nobody can celebrate anything without saying, oh, you can't do that, you can't do this, this is wrong, that's wrong. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. What's happened, it happened. I'm 52 years of age. Never before did I know that a zombie was associated with what happened up the north, right? You did I enjoy music for me. No, I must have been living under a rock. I just enjoy the music for what it is, right? Sure. Music is music. Music is there to be enjoyed and celebrated with. If people want to use it and say, oh, you can't do this because it marks or marks that, Go ahead, you do that in your own head. It doesn't mean everyone else has to do it. In your head, as the other in your caller, head. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. As the other caller said there, well, they go, the South Africans are singing it as well. That's so right. does that mean the South Africans are wrong? It's a lo- it was a global hit. Yeah. It was a global hit. It's music. Mm. Go celebrate it. Enjoy music for the crack that's in it, for the banter, for the tune, for the dance, whatever. Stop putting this down and that down because, oh, I can't do this and I can't do that. Yeah. Just go on and Jarvis doesn't stop taking life too seriously. Do you know stop what, Paul? Angels. Sorry, we're only here for a short time, not a long time. You're, well, <laughs> actually, the, 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 the original quote from a dear old friend of mine who's no longer with us was, we're here for a good time, not necessarily yeah. a long time. Yeah. 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 That's How did you feel when you heard... We, you weren't at the match, were you? No, I was sitting on the home match, yes. How did you feel when that sound cracked up and there's 40,000 of us? Rocking one of the best stadiums in the world. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. I thought it was because normally it was the fields of Aston Ryan to just change completely to that and it was absolutely brilliant. We, well, we got to lash that during the match as well. You, have you noticed were, that? Yeah, yeah any time, like, I, th- I think in the minutes leading up to Mac Hansen's try, where the, the fields were belting out. Like. They're belting out, that's it, like. But no, it did just change the whole, just change the whole celebration now. Yeah. With this there last hour. It was brilliant. I mean, it's fantastic. Celebrate the match what it is and people just stop putting negative spins on everything. Do you know what, Paul? Nobody today, every, and there's, there's memes and everything going on on Facebook and TikTok and the whole lot all about it. Like, just just enjoy life for what we have it. Fix it, like. Do you know what? Your, my, my missus was saying the very same thing to me and she has no interest in sport that ever was. Uh, she yeah. said, why can't they just enjoy their moment? Just enjoy the moment. I mean, God, if there's a kid in the morning, you give him a clatter across the back of the head for taking for sulking over something like that. Go out and enjoy yourself. Jeepers, Jacks, when you were growing up and I was growing up, you could tip around the ear if you were sulking for the likes of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, you know no, what I mean? Be giving out to know for even suggesting clipping anything around the ear, but I know, I know what you yeah. mean. I know what you mean. Paul, thank you. Great call. Very positive. Very positive. Yeah. It was brilliant. I, I was, I'd love to be there. Corks 96 FM.